Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Roundtable with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. To me, it's a different conversation on football and basketball. Is You're, you're going to be able to replace John Calipari with somebody who wants to be here. Of course. Kentucky, when that job comes open, every coach or Not 95% every coach. of coaches in America are going to crawl to that job. Yeah. and, and Not so, every coach, but most of them. You know, in Kentucky football, you've got to really think about who's going to – who would really replace Mark Stoops. Uh, he should have more titles for sure, but Stoops has zero. Don't compare the two. Um, I, I think people are missing my comparison. I'm saying right. that, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. It's it's all right. It's the James Black Show here on ESPN. Hell yeah, it is. 80105.7. <laughs> We're hanging out with you uh, for the next three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The James Black Show here on the roundtable. It's the roundtable with Black James today on 680-1057-437-9680 UPS Jobs text line if you want to get in on that. Uh, Max Godby, he'll join us here uh, in a little bit. My guy Max is a... Uh, oh. He's stuck in traffic, poor fella. I know how that is. The, the, the area of town where he's coming from, there's always seems like there's always construction or something. So T's and P's, thoughts and prayers with Max Godby today. We have a loaded show uh, for you on a Friday, a TGIF Friday. My goodness, I think we're all ready uh, for the weekend. I know I am, uh, but we got you here for the next three hours. Let me set things up today. Look, I was going to start the show talking basketball uh, UK with a game tomorrow at Arkansas, a desperate Arkansas team. Uh, we will get to that as well. Of you know, Louisville basketball. Does anybody care? Well, you should because there's some news today that we're going to get to sooner rather than later. Josh Hurd speaks uh, to the media after the U of L board uh, discusses finances and budgetary items. Hurd uh, making some interesting comments. Uh, we'll play some sound. I'll read from a, an article by Eric Crawford. We'll get to that as well. Max Godby has, he's got a couple bones to pick with Eric Wolford, uh, and he's got some O-line stats that he, he he's disgusted with. And, 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 you know, the reaction to the Eric Wolford uh, hires is, is juicy. There's there's a lot of tentacles to this. It's a lot juicier uh, than, than, you know, we, we talked about yesterday. Andy and I hit on that a little bit, save that, Justin, when he was on yesterday. We'll talk about that. Uh, Lorenzo Malden had to beg to come back to work out with uh, UofL. Uh, then we have a guest at 5 p.m. 
uh, coach Matt Zimmerman. Uh, he will come on the show and discuss Arkansas. He's a former Arkansas assistant, host of Razorback Daily Podcast, and an analyst on their radio broadcast. So we'll get his thoughts on Eric Musselman uh, as people are texting about uh, Eric Musselman right now on the text line and the job he's doing in Arkansas and why are they so bad this year at 10 and 9. Uh, so we'll get to all that more. But we got to start here with Josh Hurd. So Josh Hurd uh, talked to the media today, and Eric Crawford has a a great write-up about the comments uh, that Josh Hurd made after the meeting, and we're, we're going to play some sound here in just a second. Uh, as, and this is you know this come the sound comes from Eric Crawford as well. But part of the meeting uh, that was held by the U of L Athletics Board today uh, dealt with the the budgetary items and the finances at U of L. Um, Eric Crawford, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this first, then we get to a uh, a soundbite here, okay? But it says, but uh, on Friday after a U of L Athletics Association board meeting that discussed, among other things, an expected two million dollar shortfall in men's basketball ticket sales, Heard also acknowledged that everyone associated with the program expects more. Let me repeat that: a two million dollar shortfall in men's basketball ticket sales okay so that's the bad news the good news is they exceeded their football budget okay so i believe he said they increased the football budget by 30 percent and they exceeded that so that's the good news but again two million dollars lost uh for the louisville men's basketball program and i'm gonna read some quotes here from josh hurd as well but i want to hear i want to hear from josh hurd first so this is this is josh hurd talking about the bath the basketball program specifically and and uh, what he's worried about and you know, what keeps him up at night with the program. So whenever you're ready, James, go ahead. You know, how are your interactions with Kenny through the season and what's your guys' communication like as they go through this? Yeah, I, you know, continuing to try to communicate and say, hey, what can we what can we all do individually or collectively uh, to get this program where we all expect it to be? Uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I'm well aware uh, that this this program, this fan base isn't into moral victories. Uh, and so we after every game, I feel like every day I, it's it, it's consuming what I'm doing right now. And I know it's consuming Kenny and his staff as far as how do we get better uh, how does this basketball program get back to where we all expect it to be and that expectation is a high bar uh, but nobody's going to run from that and we're going to do everything we can uh, to get this program back where we all want and expect it to be okay so uh, the, the key point to that for me is i feel uh, like <laughs> there you go i feel like every day it's consuming uh what i'm doing right now and i know it's consuming kenny and his staff as far as how do we get better how does this basketball program get back to where we all expect it to be okay so that's the first part of uh what he said so um just a couple more things from eric crawford's article before i get to another josh hurt quote that kind of made my you know i i think louisville fans are gonna be mad at this quote and 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 i i look i'm i know you're not the one expected uh to me to to give nuance here <laughs> but i'm going to try to because i've had some some conversations okay so just bear, bear with me it's got there's there's an end to this i promise okay and it'll make sense all right a few more things here just from eric crawford's 
uh, article about money. Uh, it says here, uh, this is from Eric Crawford. He was the one that asked her that question in the sound. The shortfall in basketball ticket revenue, while bad news is made up by football ticket sales that exceeded even optimistic expectations for the first season under new coach Jeff Brom. A budget update provided to the board yesterday showed the department-wide ticket revenue has reached 99% of the budgeted amount. Seat licenses are down $1.2 million and gifts down slightly as are suite sales. On the expense side, inflation has meant more travel expenses, $1.8 million over budget and other challenges. So, and you know, look, Louisville's not the only um, athletic department that's dealing with these kinds of issues with, you know, increasing the increased travels and everything uh, due to inflation and, and traveling and mileage and all that stuff. So they're not the only one. Uh, but the sweet sales are an issue um, for sure. Okay. And the gifts, the donors, I mean, the donors and the gifts to the university, that's the lifeblood of athletic programs. So that's a little concerning. Okay. And that turns into the conversation of, you know, having to pay Kenny Payne's buyout. And then what if somebody like it's a Mick Cronin or an Eric Musselman or name a coach where you're going, to, you're going to have to fork over a buyout to get them to your school. All these things are important tentacles of what we're talking about here, okay? Um, now, here's the quote here that when I first read it, I really raised my eyebrows like, what the hell is going on here? But again, I'll provide nuance to it. While I can't get into specific details, uh, I can I can give you some reassurances, okay? So when I read this quote, and there's already Louisville fans on Twitter and in my DMs and everything that are, are angry at this quote, and it's a badly worded quote. I, I'm not going to sit here and sugar, sugarcoat it and protect Josh Hurd here. It's a badly worded quote, okay? So you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when you hear it. All right, this is heard. Okay, I think the department is healthy. You know, obviously, from a budgeting standpoint, we were pretty aggressive on the football side of things. We thought we would see an uptick in sales there, and we did. Here's the here's the part that was like, oh, hold on a second. All right, quote on the basketball side of things, we knew this was going to be another rebuilding year, so we were pretty conservative on our budgeting there. But we're not going to meet the expectations that we had there. Obviously, as I say, a budget is a guess. So we try to guess the best we can. But we've got some opportunity in both of those sports to increase revenue in years to come. So that's what we're trying to do. End quote. What sticks out to you? I'll read it again. Just the part that stuck out to me. I want to see if we're on the same page. And Louisville fans, text in 437-9680 and let me know uh, what you think about this. I'll, I'll, I'll read just one section again. On the basketball side, we knew that this was going to be another rebuilding year. So we were pretty conservative on our budgeting there. But we are not going to meet the expectations that we had there. So... If they they knew, so Josh Hurd is telling you he knew this year was going to be bad, is what he's telling you. He's telling you that he knew Kenny Payne year two wasn't going to be much different from Kenny Payne year three, another rebuilding year, or sorry, year one, and yet another rebuilding year. If I'm a Louisville basketball fan or a Louisville fan in general, that pisses me off. And I think a lot of people are pissed off. Because you see around the country the amount of jobs that coaches have where they turn it around. And we talk about this all the time. This isn't new information. 
What Josh Hurd is saying is new information, but the discussion around his talking points here, not new information. We know it's a quick turnaround of basketball, or it can be a quick turnaround of basketball with the right hire. Louisville has the facilities. Louisville has or had the donors. Louisville has and had the backing of the fans. There's no reason that this should be the case with Kenny Payne again. Now, that means that if Josh Hurd saw this coming, another shortfall, another rebuilding year with Kenny Payne, as he told us, they budgeted for another rebuilding year. They budgeted for losses. They budgeted for low fan interest. And believe me, there's low fan interest in the product. Why was Kenny Payne given a second year? If you knew the bleeding wasn't going to stop and the losing was going to continue, why was Kenny Payne retained? I understand when Kenny Payne was hired, Josh Hurd was interim. I think he had a lot of people influencing him. I don't know how much power he had at that time. He made the hire. He can get away with that. He can get away with with some excuses there. I'm not sure he can get away with many excuses with that quote. Badly worded quote. That's the downside of it. The upside of it is pretty sure there's not going to be a year three. Actually, I'm 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 certain there's not going to be a year three. He kind of leaves it open like, oh, we knew it was going to be another rebuilding year under Kenny Payne. I don't think you're going to have Kenny Payne rebuilding year three. And I heard it from some good people, some good sources, that it may not have entirely been Josh Hurd's decision to keep Kenny Payne. Now, he's the boss. He's the boss. He's the athletic director. He's supposed to be in charge. So I understand if there are individuals out there that are saying, well, like, uh, okay, what do you mean it wasn't his choice? What do you, is there a deal in place? Is there, was there some type of understanding? Was, is there a benchmark that, that needed to be met for Kenny Payne for him to be fired? I don't know. But I know that Josh Hurd understood that Kenny Payne was going to get a year two. And not only was Kenny Payne going to get a year two, he was going to get a full year two. That's apparent now. He wasn't let go. He will not get let go before the season's over. It's it's almost the end of January. It's January 26th. If he's not fired by now, he ain't getting fired. So people are like, when, when they were getting blown out by Wake Forest the other night, this has got to be the last straw. This has got to be the last straw. This is, is it. This is the final indignity. This can't stand. It doesn't matter, folks. He's here. He's here until the end of the season. He'll be gone at the end of the season. I feel certain in that. He's gone at the end of the season. I also feel certain he ain't going anywhere until that happens. Coach, have you spoken to Josh about the status of your job? I have not. <laughs> so that's, that's that's kind of where we stand now. And, you know, Josh Hurd's been very, very quiet for the most part. All that we've gotten 
out of Josh Hurd uh, was from like Trilly Donovan and you know some some sources there and sources here and there L's down Phil Baker that's right sources here and sources there you know meetings with players meetings with coaches no one wants to be the interim that, that's all we've heard because Josh Hurd's not spoken about any of that and nor should he but today he had to talk because he had to let the people know where they were where they are as a program. And you know now that it's not sustainable with Kenny Payne. If it's a $2 million shortfall this year, imagine what a year three shortfall would look like. Would it be $3 million shortfall? $4 million shortfall? I mean, some of these crowds have been better than I had expected them to be, to be honest. I mean, that Duke crowd wasn't terrible. (laughs) It wasn't terrible. But when you talk about people and fans judging and and voting and whatever with their wallet this is a prime example of it it's a prime example of uofl fans saying we're not we're not supporting this and josh hart and uofl they're feeling it they're feeling it with the budget thank god for jeff brom i've I've said that about louisville fans since the football season you at least had jb and the brom squad the portal king out there to take your eye off of what was going on with basketball that ended the football season ended then you still had the portal king stuff to kind of again divert your attention away and jeff Brown's making money and it tells you in the end of the day it's not about the fight or the name on the front of the jersey or what you can do for the community or helping young men or whatever you know whatever kp tells everybody what he's trying to accomplish here you ain't about that it's about winning it is is it crass is it is it is it heartless maybe but that's the, that's the bottom line. This is a business. In businesses, you have a bottom line. The bottom line is you win basketball games, fans buy sweets, donors donate money, people come to games, advertising, money in dollars roll in. That's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. I'm kidding. It's <laughs> for all my those are all my attitude era fans. And you know, by the way, we talked a little bit about Vince McMahon, but oh my gosh. Brock Lesnar drawn into this too. Oh my god. The 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 dark side of the ring episode on this is gonna be bonkers. And that, that show, I think it uh, premieres March fifth, I think. I'm very excited. One of my favorite shows on TV, Dark Side of the Ring on Vice, if you're if you're curious what that is. So I I wanna know what you think. I know. I want to know what your thoughts are on all of this, as, as Josh Hurd speaks today. And uh, and you know, look, it's it's a gloomy it's a gloomy topic, it's a gloomy subject. He had uh, gloomy things to say, but there. But I mean, what else is he supposed to do? Uh, I, I understand that people are upset with Josh Hurd. I get it. I totally get it. Like I said, he's the boss. He's the one that hires. He's the one that fires. And he cannot hide behind retaining Kenny Payne for year two behind. I was an interim. I was forced to do it. And I'm not saying he said that, but that's kind of been the narrative around all of this. So uh, that's kind of where my mind is. 437-9680-UPS-JOBS. Text over. Uh, let's uh, text line. Text over. Text line. Let's go ahead and read some text here uh, before we get to a break. And like I said, Max Gobby, he's got some uh, – he's he's going to uh, – <laughs> he's mad about Wolford. Uh, texter, get your story straight. This is uh, – this isn't year two. Uh, it doesn't ca- last year didn't count. I think that's what they're trying to say. Uh, Texture Strebel just said Black James. I know I said Black James. It was a joke, <laughs> but yeah, I forgot. This is this is actually year one. I forgot. You're right. Uh, Texture must bus and Cal are getting all oiled up to wrestle. Texture, are you accusing Josh Hurd of being a meek little mouse? I'm not accusing Josh. No, I'm not accusing Josh Hurd of being a meek little mouse. Uh, <laughs> I just I think there's a lot of 
nuance going into what's going on here with 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 Kenny Payne and and that's that's what I'll say I I don't think he's being a meek mouse I think he's dealing uh with the hand he was dealt as best as he can I know that sounds a lot like Kenny Payne though I mean honestly it's like what do you expect from me this was the mess I inherited but I mean man this I mean this is a tough conversation folks Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and play that James uh, sound, James. This is the sound from two years ago, why, K, why KP uh, was the right hire. Go ahead, James. Well, uh, it, more than anything, that speaks to Kenny's network. Uh, I can promise you Magic wasn't tweeting about me if he didn't have uh, uh, somebody telling him to or asking him to do that. And so Kenny's network is one of the bigger networks I've ever seen uh, throughout my career in college athletics. And I think that's one of the things that people uh, that don't really know Kenny don't understand his ability to have conversations uh, and, and and obviously all that's going to do is help our program uh, but his ability to have those conversations uh, throughout the industry it, it's it's quite honestly it's amazing uh, and uh, and that was a piece of it right because when you when you reach out to all these folks that you know and that he knows as well and and they're just it was the same message delivered over and over and over over again about what a great person he was, what a great coach he was, uh, and that having him in Louisville was going to do so many good things for the basketball program, for the athletic department, for the university, for the community. It's all of those things. And I think that was on display when he got introduced. Uh, and it was really an for me the day before Kenny Klein and Kenny Payne and I kind of walked through the the Yum Center and this is you know this is how it's going to go tomorrow and uh, I said hey you know have you started working on your remarks and uh, Kenny said yeah I started to jot some notes down yesterday and he said I was just too nervous and anxious and he says I'm just I'm going to speak from the heart and and that's what he did and I think anybody that listened to that was was blown away because he cares about people and I think that's what so critical uh, in this industry is you have to care about people because student athletes now they'll see right through it and if you look at it, very similar to the interactions with Jeff and, uh, and, and student athletes last week with Haley and, uh, and Emily there's basically three people up on the stage crying right because they were all so happy for one another Mm -hmm. and once you build that connection then great things happen and i have no doubt that kenny is going to build those connections as well they're crying james (laughs) 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 Haley, he said Haley, hbl Thank you for bringing that to my attention, James. That was that was delightful. Oh man, how things have changed! It didn't take long either, James. It didn't take long. And he knew it was going to be two bad years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's man. All right, a couple more texts here. Then we'll take a break. Texture, absolutely. The AD is the boss. Fingers must be pointed at him. Keep pointing them, Texture, uh, because there was no way you could fire him after year one. Uh, there. Oh no. Okay, I'm leaving that alone, <laughs> James. I'm skipping that one. <laughs> uh, let's see here texture fire him after year one would seem like he didn't give kp a chance year two was his chance and he failed i think look i think that's fair i i do think that's fair uh for sure but you know going again if you're josh heard and you you prepare for the worst to happen and it's even worse than that like you know you know it's going to be bad and you prepare for the worst and it's even worse 
that's not a good look and it's not a good quote and there's been plenty of coaches get fired after one year but there is a, an element to where Kenny Payne's a Louisville guy you know hiring one of your own emotion gets involved in it I understand that aspect of it but it, it doesn't sound like Josh Hurd had much faith that Kenny Payne was going to be able to turn this thing around in year two a couple more here. Texter, uh, if Trenton Flowers stays in this, Evans uh, plays like a four-star, then it shouldn't be called a rebuilding year. But it didn't work out they, so te- that way. So technically, I would say it is a rebuilding year, even if they don't want it to be. I, that, if you think that, that's that's, that's fine. But <laughs> Louisville fans ain't seen it that way. You know, they're they're not they're not seeing they're seeing it like Trenton Flowers left because he saw the practices. It was like I need to get out of here. And you know, if Dennis Evans, you know, Dennis Evans, we have the medical issue. We don't know what it is, and it's not you know, it's not my business to know what's wrong with Dennis Evans. Again, I hope the guy's okay. I hope he's he you know he he plays basketball again because we don't know the severity of the injury. Just that he's not going to be able to medically play basketball this season. Um you still have four and five star talent on, on the roster, so I, I, I Louisville fans don't want to hear that. They just don't. Uh, Texture, I think heard means uh, imagine breaking up with the girl and saying things like "We knew it would be better." <laughs> a shortfall year, LMAO. <laughs> so, so there we go. I, we'll we'll revisit this. Y'all could. <laughs> Chase, uh, James James Black agrees with me. There you go. Uh, <laughs> texter, uh, per Kenny, this is year one. Texter, Josh knew it was going to be bad because he knows KP stinks as a coach. All right, let's go ahead and take a break on the other hand. Uh, not the other hand. The other hand, Max Godby will join us. And boy, is Max heated about the hire of Eric Wolford. And he's got some offensive line notes that we're going to use. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Before that, let me tell you, hey guys, it's you know we're well into the new year. If you haven't made any resolutions or any changes to your life, there's still time. And if one of your resolutions is to make life better in the bedroom. Uh, because you're suffering from an erectile dysfunction issue, then Tri-State Men's Health, they can help you. They've helped all kinds of guys all around the country that have dealt with this, okay? This affects all kinds of relationships with your significant other, whether you're married or, you know, long-term partners or whatever it is. Erectile dysfunction can, can hit guys at ages 20, 30, 40, into their 50s and 60s, but they have something that works. When, when different types of pills, treatments, or herbals fail, the, the, the success rate of Tri-State Men's Health Erectile Dysfunction uh, works 90% of the time, well over 90% of the time. Some treatments can have you last an hour or more in the bedroom. So not only are you back in the bedroom, you're performing better than ever ever okay there's five uh sorry four locations around the country cincinnati louisville dayton columbus so luckily we're here in louisville we've got a tri-state men's health place to go to right here uh you can go in there and you take a low t test they give you blood uh blood work they give you a test dose in the office it's a 99 dollars consultation but if the test dose in the office doesn't work the consultation is free but let me tell you again over 90 percent success rate it's gonna work and if you want to be and your lady wants you to be you can buy, be back in the bedroom later that day heck that afternoon if you want to be uh they have a lot of expert staff and there are a lot of men uh like you that could have uh you know a better sex life have better sex today after your appointment call them 800-900-9654 800-900-9654 or visit tristatemenshealth.com taking care of your family isn't always easy so we make sure getting care when you need it is 
with Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Listening to the Round Table with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Strebel. All right, there we go. Little Van Halen. It would have been Eddie Van Halen's 69th birthday today had he not passed away from cancer a few years back. Uh, one of my all-time favorite bands, uh, in my estimation, the second best guitarist to ever live, Jimi Hendrix, number one. Uh, there's no debate there from anybody when he played Voodoo Child. I believe he was channeling something from the other side. I mean, that's uh, well. That, that guitar riff when that hits at the beginning just un- unreal but we'll be playing some some van halen throughout the show as a uh, big huge eddie van halen and van halen fan so r.i.p to one of the greats hey thanks to george and company and the beer nose team for bringing by lunch to the espn louisville studios beer nose has you covered for the big games this weekend your spot before and after events or concerts at the kfc yum center downtown beer nose our market is now open at 301 west market just a block from the KFC Yum Center and right next to Kentucky International Convention Center. Okay, today is the last day to register for frozen tickets at Area Bear Nose. Okay, so that play opened, I believe, last night, but it runs, yeah, oh, sorry, two days ago. It runs from January 24th to February 4th, 2024 at the Kentucky Center at uh, Broadway in Louisville. Uh, stop by your neighborhood Bear Nose and register to win tickets to see Frozen. Uh, and you just have one. Today's the last day to do that today's the last day to register for those tickets so get to it yeah it's that good bear nose pizza 437-968 ups jobs text line uh max godby now joins the round table it was just james and i doing a little joss heard kp talk now max godby joins us hello godby how are you I'm good. Yeah, all right, fantastic. I'm doing good, man. You're looking good. I know you're stuck in some traffic. Uh, That's always a pain in the you know what in the rear. Uh, Glad you're here though. Glad you're safe and uh, get your little your salty dog cafe hoodie on. That's a nice color on you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, that light green. I like that. This is a Comfort Colors brand. It's like the greatest, cheapest brand of clothing. It's like everything looks like worn and washed. Yeah, yeah. I like that look. And and salty dog partners with them and yeah salt, salty dog's my place man I, oh I, i've I not it. been to one my my wife she has way back before we had kids uh she went uh, uh her, her, okay so i a little uh not a humble brag, but one of our friends is cousins with Jack Conway, and he has a condo like his at uh, at um, 
oh shoot hilton head mm-hmm. and so she and her friends and you know went and stayed uh, you know a long weekend at, at hilton head and she bought me some stuff from salty dog up there and brought it home i didn't it was just a girl's trip i didn't get to go but that's back when we used to do girls and guys trips before we had again before we had kids uh we did those sort of things but i've never been to a salty dog cafe but i'd oh, like to go oh dude it, it's up your alley like no i could just if, there's a dog with a rain hat on, on it i know i'll like dude, it. it it's 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 a outdoor bar setting right by the bay Ooh. like it is oh, I need outstanding that. i need that right now and you and they they really lean into the salty dog kind of just the the dog theme so like yeah watch uh while you're waiting for your drinks and stuff they give you a dog bowl full of popcorn also oh that's awesome and it's 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 a great it's a great time this hoodie's like I think 15 or 16 years old. Really? Like, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got some holes in it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's not in the greatest shape, but it's just so comfortable. But I think oh, yeah. this year when I go, I'm finally going to, I'm going to retire this one to a work hoodie to yeah. work outside in and then get my new nice business casual yeah <laughs> salty dog hoodie no looks good now my wife and i we're 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 in the middle of uh in in the in the, the beginning stages of planning a trip next winter because we're both kind of itching to, to to go and so we can't go right now obviously we have a a three-month-old you can't just say, see you later leave you the three-month-old I, you could you could but it's probably it's not the Ill best advice. idea yeah ill-advised not the best idea but we're like in this time next year we're going to be on a cruise boat or we're going to be on a beach somewhere so we're in the the, the infancy phases of planning that out so so max got the uh i may have misled the audience a little bit now i knew max was upset but he came, he came in and assured me he's like i'm not livid i'm not going to go on a streetable rant which is fair but the eric wolford news hit last uh evening yesterday evening uh, i talked to andy sweeney when I, my phone started blowing up and and I, at first i was like this isn't real like no no, no way eric wolford's coming back as the offensive line coach. like how stoops was buying horse farms in ann arbor yesterday yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> that, yeah exactly yeah stoops was looking in Ann Arbor. He's looking at an apple orchard up there. <laughs> Big apple country, Michigan. That's what they love. They're known for apples up there. So, no, he wasn't looking at an apple orchard yesterday. But I was like, what? And then, you know, officially it comes out and they fire Zach Yenser, uh, which that te- does that. What does that say to you, Max? That tells me that if Wolford wasn't available and didn't want the job, that they were going to retain Yenser and keep him for this season because, you know, they did normally firing like that's done when the season's over exactly right before the bowl game or right after the bowl game yes and it looked like they're just going to keep yenser eric wolford comes calling stoops fires yenser hires him back i know you have thoughts about this um go ahead and and i'll let i'll let you you know say your piece and we'll have the conversation throughout uh afterwards yeah i'm i it's 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 this is an easier conversation for me to have because I don't know Wolford and I don't know Yenzer. Right. Um I, I can look at a little bit more of a, an unbiased approach on it. Um I think Yenzer I don't think he was the strongest offensive line coach. I was blessed with probably the two strongest. So yeah, anyone the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had the best. Any any others I would say would be a downgrade. And I think Yenzer was handed a really, really bad hand when he got here. By Wolford. Exactly. And guys that were not you had backups that were becoming starters that had never gotten really real game experience, meaningful minutes. Mm-hmm. And then he improved off of that squad as well because he still had to transfer portal a bunch of this 
and Frankenstein it together this year. They were better this year. They were. They, they were. were. They, they really were, were better this they year. They looked awful during the bowl game, but they were better. They were better. And then, but all that was caused by Wolford. Mm-hmm. For Wolford having just a, it, it was a very simple process to continue the legacy that Schlarman had built was give the backups and reserve guys meaningful minutes. Mm-hmm. Make, because there's a difference between mop-up duty time and actually really being in the thick of it. Right. And Not just playing against, you know, Miami of Ohio. Exactly. You know, playing playing in SEC games. Exactly. You know, in second quarter, third quarter, whatever that may be. When, when the game is on the line and it's a close game. Mm-hmm. And... Wolford, for some reason, did not believe in that. No, he believed in five guys. These are my starters. They're playing the entire game, and that that's just the way it is. Right, and and there there is there is some very good logic behind that as well. You can't argue with playing your five best guys. Yeah, there's no argument against it. However, that wasn't how Schlorman had built it, mm-hmm. and that's not how. Schlorman had recruited and that's what those guys were not recruited for because remember there was an exodus of offensive linemen after that Wolford season as well there was yes so you have all that I I I don't know how strong of, of an offensive line coach Wolford is because we're basing it off of Schlorman's players Mm -hmm. and then you looked at where he was at um, Alabama, Ooh, and that man. was one of the worst offensive lines that they had in almost two decades. Yeah, I mean, we saw them in that Michigan game just completely get manhandled and bulldozed for four quarters. And then that Michigan front seven, it, it was it was alarming. I remember watching that game. I was like, I've never seen. And it wasn't the first time that happened. That happened throughout the season. Somehow they were able to pull it together against Georgia. I don't know how uh, at this point. You you you, you you look at that game again, you think, how in the hell did Alabama win that game? Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, one of the conversations was this is not an Alabama type of offensive line. And then, you know, you had you had some stats uh, that you you sent me via text last night uh, that that made you know kind of you 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 perch your ears up at and we're like okay hold on what what is going on here uh, about Kentucky's offensive line now was this, was this the year after uh, Wolford List was this Yinster's first year this this was this year this was this year okay. this year okay so put in perspective of where this offensive line is going into this season UK is ranked 122nd out of 133 FBS schools in offensive designed rush plays with a miss assignment. Wow. 15.6% of UK's offensive rush plays had at least one miss assignment in them. That's... that's that's alarming. <laughs> Very alarming. That's a lot. Fifteen point six percent had a missed assignment. That's not. A, I mean, people are like oh, full fifteen percent. No, and when you talk about football, it's a big number. It's a massive number, especially in the offensive line. It has to be zero. So, to put it in perspective, Air Force and Navy was three percent and four uh, percent. Your like first Power Five team was Oregon at six percent. Now, to add add another wrinkle into this, Alabama was ranked 30th at 9. 
So they had 9% at at Alabama. At 9% at Alabama of missed assignments. So all that. So that aspect, the one thing that you can't take away from Wolford is he is an unreal recruiter. No, he, you, he is a great recruiter. He gets the now, credit for he, Barry and Brown and Deion Walker, apparently. Like that yes, said he that he, he He got both of those guys there. Barry and Brown, you know, hell of an athlete, has a lot of upside. We know about Deion Walker. That's an NFL football player. Exactly. Now, when he goes out and recruits, he's kind of like a stray cat. You don't know if he's going to come back <laughs> right. afterwards. And that right there is, rightfully so, is the biggest red flag out of all of this Mm -hmm. this was very bobby petrino-esque it was to just leave in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. while you said you were out recruiting yeah and you were taken you you and to the defense of the guys that guys that were still on the team that i played with Mm that um that had just lost their offensive line coach they had just lost him the season and before. The season before. Yeah. And the amount of effort that Stoops put in to hire Wolford and be, this is the guy that's going to continue this. And then you, you abandon those guys. You abandon them for a better opportunity. Quote, unquote, better opportunity. Right. And to me, from a player aspect, is unforgivable. To me, yeah. is unforgivable. I don't know what was said between Wolford and Stoops or how that relationship has been mended since he has come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel for the players that were on this team while Wolford was still there. And if I'm Wolford, that's the first thing I'm doing is going, I'm apologizing yeah, to them. To those guys. Because now you've got an issue of now not only do you not have a strong offensive line, that you got to inherit. Mm-hmm. Now you're dealing with a group of guys that remember you. Yeah. They remember you. And th- everyone in that locker room, they're big boys. They they understand this business. Right. They understand. Liam Cohen goes out and interviews for 37,000 jobs. <laughs> they get it. Right. It's stupid, but they get it. Right. It's another thing to say you're out recruiting and then you just leave. And you don't come back. You don't come back. And, and that was, to me, is the most fascinating thing about all of this, Max, is, you know, Stoops, Stoops, you know, by his own account, is an old school guy. And he, it, it, you know, he, he plays up the Youngstown stuff. And, and I, know, I know Wolford's from Youngstown. I mean, he's from that, you know, he's from the same town as Vince Merrill yep. and Mark Stoops and the entire Stoops family. So I know there's a bond there. The, the, and like the, a quarter of all college and NFL coaching staffs, like, all come out of Youngstown. Yeah, they're all from Youngstown. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a hotbed of college coaches, absolutely. But for me, like like I was saying, Stoops holds his you know holds his personality is like I'm this old school guy. It seems he seems like a guy that doesn't forget slights like that. He doesn't forgive slights like that easily. And you and I were talking off air about the situation, and and, and part of me is like, is this 
desperation might be a wrong the wrong word for this but you know Stoops is like you know this is going to get more difficult uh, I, 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 it feels like Liam Cohen's hanging on by a thread that he you know he has a wondering eye he, he wants to get out of there at any real opportunity in the NFL that wants to present itself um, Stoops knows that his back's going to be up against it with this schedule this season how difficult it is he knows that he's going to have to continue to recruit at a high level to compete in this new look SEC with Texas and Oklahoma in there now and when a guy like Wolford who again there are questions about his coaching I'm with you Alabama's offensive line was bad to their standards 9% missed missed assignments had to drive Nick Saban absolutely bonkers the type of perfectionist that he is I mean he 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 lost his mind if any one one thing slipped up in a play loses his mind one miss assignment on defense loses his mind had to drive him crazy but I guess he knew he's retiring so he's kind of like he was more chill this year because I think he knew it was it but with 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 Wolford the only thing you have proven on him is recruiting that's it not a coach not a stand-up guy He's not proven there, not with player relationships when the players are there, but you know he can go out and you know he can get dudes. And I'm guessing that's where Stoops had to, you know, bite his tongue and 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 grimace as he rehired Eric Wolford. That's that's the way I read it, Max. I don't think you're wrong in that. I, I don't. It because there's there's other guys though. There's other guys on that staff that supposedly don't recruit as well either particularly on the defensive side Hmm. and of all the guys to bring back yeah i just don't understand that one yeah but i i trust that he knows what he's doing but for as a as a former player and a guy that I, I've I've seen a coach just leave in the middle middle of the night before. You have you you've been on a team when that has happened, yeah. And I don't know. It, 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 this is an ultimate. We'll see. It, it, it red flags are up for me. What I don't know if you if you know this or not, but obviously he wasn't as close with the players as he could have been because he just left them but what was he like as a like as a coach like his demeanor well you know you you know you talk about john schlarman you talk about mike summers and you talk about how they were you know they they get get on you but at the same time they'd lift you up when you needed to be lifted up Mm -hmm. and they they, they had a good relationship with their guys do you you have any indication of how he was with the guys on the team before before he left obviously i no i don't this coach is not a popularity contest, but you have to respect your coach, and that you have to feel like a a mutual care, right? I don't even think it's about. I don't even think it's like the popularity contest and the respect thing. Yes, for like other coaches, but an offensive line coach because usually your offensive line coach Summers was the exception. The mm-hmm. dude was a corner in college, which is weird. That, that is he, wild. It's it's wild that he got the <laughs> it, offensive line. It really is. Um, but like uh, Schlarman. Sharman was a lineman. Yeah, like, at Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 so he, that dude. I mean, mm-hmm. he was one of the dudes. He, yeah, he knew how offensive linemen thought. How we over. We're a very, very unique breed. It's of a culture. Human being. Yes, yeah, it's a cultural yeah. thing. And when you've got a coach that understands that, that played in that, that understands that, if you. You could take any group of offensive linemen throughout the country. You could take Kentucky's offensive line. You could take Michigan's offensive line. You could take Navy's offensive line. You could take USC's offensive line. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Their starting five are probably 
extremely similar when it comes to personality traits. They're all they're, close. They're they're all very goofy. They probably <laughs> love they love food. They they only hang around each other. Yeah, and they and and not just hang around. I mean, they are tight knit. Like that is a close group. Yeah, because you have no choice. Like that, those dudes will make or break you. Yeah. And it's not about going out and making individual plays like a wide receiver or a running back or whatever or a quarterback. It's like you have to be in unison all the time. Exactly. Or it doesn't work at all. Exactly. And you and you have to care about each other. Yeah. Like you have to. And watch each other's back. Make sure you make the right call so you don't get embarrassed or you don't I, get your quarterback killed. I can't yeah. tell you I can't tell you amount of the guys that just did not make it because the offensive linemen, especially the starting five or the reserve ten, just didn't trust a person. How it's gonna be a lonely spot to be in. It, it's yeah. It's it can be very lonely. Yeah. It is because there there is no like hey the coach is going to cut you like coach is going to cut you or they're going and cutting him. I mean you get you get annexed, ostracized, like, ostracized. I mean you're um, you're not allowed to sit at the training table with the guys. They'll guys will actively plan things and not invite you and let you know that you're not invited yeah. like if 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 you do not have trust that one thing that all offensive linemen need you don't trust the uh, dudes that are in that meeting room at, at that point you might as well just quit because you're not gonna last because you're not going to gain that trust back yeah and that's where it comes down to the wolfer thing I don't know how he gains that trust back. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting, fascinating conversation. It's a, I was texting with Louis Rabot this morning, and he was asking me about this, and he's like, "Hey, you know exactly, um, you know what, what, what's going on." I, I filled him in on on the hits and stuff, and I was like, "Louis, was like this is a this is what I said to him. I said the dude can recruit, and he pulled some good players at Bama. He's responsible for Brown and Walker on UK, but Bama had one of their worst lines under him. Michigan bullied them badly. Plus, he left Stoops hanging, went on a recruiting visit, never came back. Also, scrapped Schlarman's model of rotating in an entire fresh line. He just sticks with five dudes and goes. It's actually a really juicy story, and you look at it. Normally, if you get, like you hire an offensive line coach, it's like okay, get an offensive line coach like." This story has more to it than just Yenster's gone and Wolford's in. There's 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 a lot here, and he's going to have some work to do to rebuild. And, and and not just, I mean, how does how does a guy like you know a guy that's been there like Brad White look at Wolford? You know, I mean, some of these coaches that have stuck around for a while and that were there when Wolford was there and know what he did. I mean, how Liam Cohen was there when yeah. when, when it, now Liam Cohen did it the right way. He's like, hey, you know, coach, I, this is this opportunity came up. I'm going to the Rams. This is where I want to be. That's fine. He didn't just leave. So these guys are not only the players giving him the side eye. I'm sure a lot of the coaches are giving him a side eye too. Vince Barrow. I mean, I mean, tight ends and offensive line. They work together. You know, that's that's a, those are two units that work together. Off the tight ends have to have to have to block on the line sometimes, mm-hmm. and they've got to be that by that left tackle or that right tackle. They've got to know the signals. They got to know the calls. It's wild, man. It, it, it really, really is. It really is. It's, I'm all jacked up for football now. Like I'm ready to go. There's a lot of basketball I, I going on. I don't know. I don't it's know a good I'm, conversation. I don't know if I'm jacked up for football right now. Well, I'm, more, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a more we'll good see point. You're, now. Yeah, you're 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 in a war with your emotions right yeah. now. Is what you're going. All right, let's do some text here, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll take a break. It's just back to some more stuff right here. Uh, Dex, uh, texter, I disagree. Stoops had to have really wanted him back if he made that move in late January. Uh, texter. 
Texter Wolford drove Saban into retirement. LOL. <laughs> Texter after the way he left Stoop, uh, after the way he left Stoop seems way too invested in hiring buddies and Youngstown guys, even when they leave in a shady way and make him look bad. That's from our friend BBN Blue Mist, <laughs> a friend, a friend Texter of the show. Texter Wolford went to Alabama as a secret agent to retire Saban. <laughs> Texter Gobby has replaced Issel as the official moaner of ESPN 680. Very distinct moan in his Wolford analysis. I like that. There you go. Texter, uh, Hilton Head every summer here. Fantastic spot, Gooby. <laughs> Texter. Amen to that. Oh, here, I did, okay. I forgot about this. Stoop signed Yenser to a $650,000 deal a month ago. Yeah, they, they signed him to a year extension, $650,000. But, but Cal can't get a new roof for the Joe Kratz Center. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> bro, but the, but that, the, first, the second part of that was a joke. But I forgot about that piece so of it. I I I uh, we I was with Coach Summers. We went and watched Zach West. He was playing. Uh, he was coaching in the semifinals yes. for uh, Cal. Uh, well, he was coaching for Lex Cath oh, against, right. Cal. against Cal. That's what it was. And he yeah. got the doors blown off of him. <laughs> but so all Summers and I got to do was really talk. But he he was talking about the whole concept of like the contracts and all that. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "When you've been in this business long enough, you learn how to finagle those contracts." Because you have to do it if you're a smart coach. If you're a smart assistant, Mm -hmm. you don't tie your contract with the head coaches. You have Mm. a separate contract. So he, he gave the example of Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin was at his last year at USC. So he went out to USC for Lane Kiffin's last year. Yeah, And he, he tells Lane Kiffin, he goes, you know, you may be getting fired, I don't want to just get a year contract and get fired. <laughs> right. And he and so Lane Kiffin came back and they got him a separate three year contract. Oh wow. On uh for Summers. So at that point when he got to Florida, because after USC he went to Florida. Yeah. He was getting paid by the University of Florida. He was still getting paid at UK and USC was paying. That's how you do it. <laughs> exactly. that's, that's Mike Summers, baby. That's right. He's getting three checks. Three checks. I like and, that. And then you see, you see, he drove this beat up black Chevy, uh, Chevy Silverado, while he was at UK. <laughs> yeah. And he pulls, uh, he pulls up, and I mean, he bought a newer version of that same Chevy. Yeah. It was just like. Pro was like you've got some you've got some money though it's like, right yeah yeah, yeah. you're living <laughs> you, you and it's still like the strip model like, right it's like the bougie part is that he finally has bluetooth and a backup camera yeah it's like man you can buy more than this coach summers <laughs> you know you don't have to settle on this truck i, I love it that's that, that's even though he's not an offensive lineman it's a very offensive lineman thing to do yes absolutely all right let's go ahead let's take a break on the other end uh we'll discuss some, some basketball some other topics here i gotta look through my sheet of lies and get to that uh hey it's championship weekend on Sunday. You know what that means. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make these playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Go ahead and check out those lines on DraftKings, folks. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook at check the lines for this week's games. You can also uh, look at what's going on with college basketball, the NBA's popping, all these things. They have it all on DraftKings. 
DraftKings Sportsbook. They had those same game parlays. They have player props. They have boosts. They've got a deal every single day. They also have a no sweat bet or no sweat same game parlay for every NFL playoff game. I'll repeat that. A no sweat same game parlay for every playoff game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code WHBE. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing, qualifying bet, eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. 